Welcome to Money Concepts Radio, a financial series brought to you by KDCR and Money Concepts, the planning firm in Sioux Center. The following is not to be construed as tax or legal advice. Welcome back for part nine of our series on saving for college. I'm Tom DeYoung, financial planner and president of Money Concepts, the planning firm in Sioux Center. And last time we discussed series double E bonds. Today, I'd like to go over some of the less common ways of saving for college. In addition to 529 savings plans, there are also 529 prepaid tuition plans where you can prepay some or all of a student's tuition. They have similar tax characteristics to 529 savings plans, but the major drawback is that the student may be forced to go to either an in-state school if it's a state-sponsored plan or even a specific college if it's a college-sponsored plan. In other words, you must be very sure of where your child will be attending school. Again, check with your state treasurer or search online for more information about the plans available in your state or in other states as well. A more creative option is to pay extra toward your mortgage over time, and when the time for college comes, then borrow against the equity. However, we don't know what mortgage rates will be like in the future, so you may be paying off your mortgage quickly at today's super low rates and then borrowing again later at higher rates. This option may make more sense for someone who already has equity in their home right now and has a child going to school in the next year or two. Now may be a great time to do that cash out refinance to lock in today's low rates. While current student loan rates for subsidized and unsubsidized undergrad loans are at 2.75%, grad school loans are at 4.3%, and parent plus loans are at 5.3%. And just a few years ago, even unsubsidized undergrad loans were as high as 6.8%. Having your student make a part of your mortgage payment could be a lot cheaper than having them borrow on their own. The other benefit is that home equity is not included in the federal financial aid calculation, nor is the loan taken counted as income. In addition, home mortgage interest is potentially tax deductible. Of course, something as simple as an investment account made up of non-retirement dollars, also known as a non-qualified account, could be used both to save up for and fund a college education, though it would be counted as a potential parental asset for financial aid purposes, and growth may be taxable as dividends, interest, or capital gains. And finally, a few less common tools may be used as well, such as tax-deferred annuities, 2503C trusts, crummy trusts, and custodial accounts. In addition, business owners have some unique options such as gifting company stock, transferring partnership or S-corp interest to your child, or putting your child on the company payroll. Each of these has its own advantages and disadvantages, so it's important to go through these with qualified professionals such as accountants, attorneys, and planners prior to taking action. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time as we finish up our series on saving for college here on Money Concepts Radio. This has been Money Concepts Radio, a financial series brought to you by KDCR and Money Concepts, the planning firm in Sioux Center. You can reach Money Concepts at 712-722-0278 or find us online at www.theplanningfirm.com. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC.